What's up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Headley's View. You're chilling with your boy, the Grandmaster of Sexy, Big Daddy Headley, coming to you live. So I hope everyone's doing very well today. It's nice and sunny in my neck of the woods. Nice weather in New York City. And fall is upon us now. Fall is here. You know what that means. It's hoodie weather. It's the Nike tech sweater weather. You know, you got the sweatpants gear going on. That's like my favorite weather because I, I feel comfortable in sweatpants and stuff and all that. And another good thing about fall is Halloween, Thanksgiving. My two favorite holidays. I like Halloween. I like to get in that spirit, the spooky vibe because I like horror stories and stuff. So it's pretty cool. And I can't. I know it's going to be a lot of, you know, social distance and stuff, a lot of rules and regulation you have to work around to have a good Halloween. I've seen people on the news building up contraptions that they have to slide candy through the shoot. You have to slide candy down to the kids without coming into six feet, within six feet of them. I think that's cool. And it should work for Halloween because everyone's going to be wearing masks. That could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on where you live. And last Halloween, I actually wanted to dress up as Rorschach from Watchmen. You know, the guy with the Rorschach test on his mask. So the ink blotches and all that. It was cool because the mask actually changed colors and changed patterns when you breathe. Because like ink in it. And I went to this party. Then this girl that was hosting the party that I was cool with. She said that there was no mask allowed. And I'm like, what's the point of having a Halloween party when there's no mask allowed? So I came there without a mask, without the Rorschach mask that I had. And you know what's crazy? Everyone else was wearing a mask. So I'm just standing there with a coat on looking like a jackass. And I'm like, oh, come on. I could have wore my Rorschach mask. But anyways, yeah. So I got to shop for my Halloween costume. And a third good thing about fall or winter or cold weather in general I mean, this might apply to some other people, but it depends. It's cuffing season, as they call it. As the kids call it these days, cuffing season. You know, it's too cold to go outside and mingle, so everyone just want to get a girlfriend or boyfriend to just chill at home, watch Netflix, make apple pies. I don't know what else you people be doing. I just assume y'all make apple pies at home with your significant others, but it's cuffing season, as they say. And, you know, that inspired me to do this episode about love. Uh, love in my opinion on it I try to be unbiased and weigh the other options and stuff but I'm gonna get into that so for now I actually I'm almost finished reading this book called Women by Charles Bukowski I spoke about it a few times in my prior podcast episodes and it's a cool book one thing about Bukowski is his writing is very, very pessimistic, but he happens to find the light of everything wrong in his life. Because, say for instance, Bukowski, in women, the protagonist's name is Shinaski, he's a writer and stuff. So it's basically Bukowski's alter ego, and he's going through his life and stuff. And it's like a trilogy of books going through Shinaski's life. This is like him dealing with women, dealing with romance and stuff. And the whole main idea of the book is Shinaski is dating these different women and each wo- each woman has their own 
vibrant personality or they have their own problems that they come into the relationship with that he has to deal with and it makes him a wiser man it makes him see the world differently through each one of the woman's eyes or he just learns something about himself and how he reacts to each relationship and i think that's that's what i got from it so far as a whole overarching main idea but i'm like i would say 75 percent finished with the book the thing about that book is very very raw if you know what i mean and it becomes gratuitous at some points. But I'm going to try to finish it. And I'm going to go into a, an elaborate breakdown of the plot, characters, and main ideas in my blog posts. When I talk about books and films and stuff. So, yeah, Women women by Charles Bukowski. So, one thing I saw in my news, my timeline, and my YouTube, and Facebook, Instagram. A lot of people talk about Cardi B. For those who live under a rock such as myself... Cardi B is a rapper from, I don't know, Bronx, I guess. I don't know. She's a rapper, female rapper, that married another rapper named Offset from the Migos. Uh, I don't know about y'all. Cardi B, like, this might be a controversial opinion, but Cardi B sounds stupid. I, I don't like Cardi B. I mean, she looks good, I guess, but, like, she her voice sounds like nails rubbing on chalkboard. Like, it sounds like... Oh, I don't like the way her. I don't like the way she talks. Like she literally talks like she's stupid. Changed my mind, I guess, but it's my it's my opinion. I'm calling it how I see it. But anyways, I digress. So Cardi B and Offset was married, and then they divorced, and everyone's saying like, "Oh, Cardi B is an independent woman. She could do whatever she wants." Offset was cheating on her, blah blah, and stuff. And I'm like, "Oh, I I saw this coming." Anybody with a brain will see this divorce coming. Why did I see it coming? Because I believe that celebrity marriages are more marriages of convenience and marriages of like like a potential business venture, if you know what I mean. And I think it was going down south. Say, for instance, Offset is a rock star of the Migos, basically a rock star. And he said he was cheating on her before they got married. And if if someone's cheating on you before you get married, why would you marry them? It's for a certain reason. Two, the Migos was on top of the world in 2016 with Fat and Bougie and all their other albums. It was on top of the world, and Cardi B was an emerging star. She came out with Bodak Yellow. She's coming fresh off of Love and Hip Hop, I think. I don't know which show, but she came straight. She was going, 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 emerging. Then they linked up and became a power couple. They had songs together. They had a child together. She got a lot of clout off of that. Then as soon as Migos started to die down a little bit, I don't know who who's checking for Migos anymore, to be honest. Like, our, our attention span is very short these days when it comes to pop, popular culture and music. So who's checking for Migos? So the Migos falls back down. And then Cardi B slowly emerges with the, the WAP song and... Cardi B was like, nah, I'm out. I'm divorcing now. So now, after the divorce, Cardi B's going to get half of his money. Custody of the child, child support. And she got all this clout, all this money that came with it. And she just dipped. And I saw it coming because it seems like more of a business move. Like she was playing chess and everybody else was stuck at playing like, like checkers. She was playing chess. She was being strategic with it. 
if she got what she wanted out of the relationship and just dip because it was, it was only three years and like three years that's a that's a little bit of time in terms of a marriage but i saw it coming because let, let's be honest like both of them don't seem like the marriage person cardi b doesn't seem like a marriage a wife material and offset i don't know he probably is not a husband material according to some girls but like, I saw it didn't, it didn't work at all. So, this being said, I wanted to get into the reason why marriage was created. Uh, marriage was created back then because it was more like a business opportunity, more of a business venture, like I said before. Back then, say for instance, I had a cattle farm. Like, I'm the I'm the young guy. I had, my family has the cattle farm, and my this other girl has, her family has a chicken farm or something like that our family would arrange our marriages and they would say okay let's join our farms together and make a bigger farm and we have more profit and we could build on the family name see marriage back then was about business commodities rather than love itself that was the only logical reason marriage was a thing to share resources to share resources and actually just build something off of that. And there's a lot of pros and cons with marriages. Like, I can come up with three pros for marriages. One pro of the marriage is commitment. Like, if you want commitment, you want to be with one person for the rest of your life, like, you could get married to the right, as long as you get married to the right person, you'll be happy. You'll be committed to that person. Two is financial stability for the children. And it's good to be married because of that because one, you could buy a house together. You could put have a joint bank account and put like a college fund for your child. You could have the resources, disposable resources for your child, have them grow up. And a two parent two parent household is very important. A lot of people overlook that because a person who say like a dude who's raised in a single parent household, he's more likely to go to jail. He's more likely to turn to crime, more likely to have low self esteem. And same goes for, like, a woman, a girl who was born in a single-parent household. They're more likely to do drugs, more likely to get in the wrong side of the law, have low self-esteem. So having two people there, two parents there, is actually really beneficial. And there's a lot of studies about that. And building a future, starting a family, that's the third pro of marriage. You start, you build a future, you build, like, a very st- stable base. Say, for instance, you buy a house. Or if you get into business together, you can pass down the business to your kids and just have, you know, you just build that that future. And it looks good on paper. And I thought of a couple, like a few cons for marriage, just for the men's side. Like, I'm a man, so I'm going to be a little bit biased. So the chances of divorce are super, super, super high. There are studies out there that says like 40 to 50 percent of marriages, no marriages are 50, so 40 to 50 percent likely to fail, to end in divorce. That's a high number, even though it's still like half. That's still high. And a lot of the divorces are initiated by the women, 75 percent of them. There's a lot of there's a lot of studies out there that state this. And that's crazy. Like, 
if you get into a relationship, if, if you're a dude, your marriage is more likely to fail, and she's the one to end it, to divorce it. Another con for men in marriage is alimony. I, the alimony is so stupid. I understand, like, if you divorce a woman and you give her, like, a set amount of money, then you'll be over. But if you have to keep paying her, paying her, paying her, paying her, paying her for years, while she has her own job and she could go out and find another husband or find another boyfriend to help, it'll be stupid. Say, for instance, like, it'll be crazy if I had to pay alimony to my ex-wife and she's already, like, in the process of getting married to another person and I still have to pay the alimony up until that point. That's stupid. So I'm basically paying the woman to live. I'm paying her just for her being alive. And a lot of people say some crap about, like, child support. I, I get it. I get why child support is a thing. Like you should always take care of your child. Like, like both parents should. Even if you split up, you should always be there for the child because there's a lot of damages a divorce could do to a child's psyche because they're going to end up blaming themselves. Like, ch- children will blame themselves for their parents splitting up because they would think, like, oh, is it because of me? Am I the reason why my parents don't love each other anymore? So you should always be there for your kids. And child support is a good thing for kids. However, is if the child support money is misused, that's when it's a problem. Because I've seen stories of men who give child support to their ex-wives or something or their baby mamas. And the baby mamas use that for like getting their hair done and all that. Or go somewhere else but the child. And then they they try to get more money out of you, milk more money out of you. And that thing, I think that's a headache. And one thing I don't get is why, how come we got to pay child support? How come we can't get custody of, as a man speaking, how come we can't get custody of the child? Say, for instance, the judges, the court system or the government's reasoning is, oh, the child should have the same lifestyle as both. As like when both parents were together, which makes no sense. If I, as a man, could provide that lifestyle by giving child support and stuff and provide that same lifestyle, then why can't I have custody over my child if my money is coming from me? If I have the means to take care of my child, like give him a good life, why can't I get the custody? Nobody knows. Why do women get custody of children automatically? I guess it's like more of a maternal aspect to it. But I think whoever, I don't know, it depends on who who's the better parent, I guess. It's hard to judge that. And I think it should be left up to the kids to choose. If they're like old enough, or if they're like, say, teenagers or like preteens, they could choose like who they want to chill, who they want to live with. I think they should. And it's like whoever could provide the money who should get custody of the child. But who knows? I don't know anything. I'm only like a thousand years old, so who cares? So would Hedley get ever get married? So would I, would I ever get married? No. Short answer, no. Long answer, hell no. I don't have anything against marriages. Marriages is cool. I have family members who are married. I have friends who are getting married, who are married already, like friends. And it's cool. I got, I'm happy for them because they found a person that they want to spend the rest of their life with, someone who really loves them, who they want to start a family with, and I applaud that. However, 
I don't want to pay alimony if a divorce comes, if I get married. I don't want to pay that. The only way I'll get married if if I'm ready, ready, if I'm really ready to start a family or if I'm on the same wavelength as the woman. That's the only time I'll probably get married. Because I don't I don't want to like just jump into something then it hurts my pockets, you know if you know what I mean. Because that's how I start to look at it. Before I was like, oh, it marries pretty cool. Then actually like growing up and like actually seeing the world how it is and like getting a new view is like, whoa, nah, I need to slow down. I'll probably get married when I'm a lot older. I'll probably get married. I don't know. I just think marriage is super archaic, the concept of marriage. Because if you're in love with somebody, you don't really need to have the government to come coming in and invading your space and signing paperwork and some legal paperwork. Like if you if you love each other, just live together and raise a family. If you guys are on the same page, you don't need to go up to the government to, to get a legal document signed. So that's my stand on marriage. I think it's archaic and it's unnecessary. But now I speak about love. What is love? Love, it, the definition depends on which lens you're looking at it in. Is a fantasy lens and the reality lens. So fantasy, love in a fantasy setting is more like, oh, you meet this one girl, you fall in love, and you live happily ever after, and that person could do no wrong, that person is perfect, you love each other, blah, blah, blah. Reality is, love is just dopamine flooding your brain, and that's it. Like, love is just dopamine that's driving you to reproduce. That's what love is. That's the feeling of love, scientifically speaking. But philosophically speaking, it's like the emotion that you feel when you're with somebody. Something like that. And love is very... Love can be prevent, presented in different ways. It could be... Say, for instance, love means that you're sexually attracted to somebody. You're, you're attracted to somebody in a romantic way. You're spiritually attracted to somebody. I don't know what spiritually means, but you're spiritually attracted to somebody. Or you just, like, enjoy being around somebody. Because you could love your friends, you could love your family, parents, and you could love your partner all three different ways. There's different types of love. So that's what it is. And love got misconstrued by social media. I think, I really think so. I think social media really ruined the mystique of love if you will how do how do they ruin love there's a whole facade to it because every time I'm on social media I see relationships guys post pictures with their girls or vice versa and they're saying like oh I love my hubby blah 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 I love it blah 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 it's so perfect he's so perfect she's so perfect love is not perfect in reality I've been in some relationships I've dealt with people and trust me it's not the case like you're going to be arguing it's going to be arguments some some days are just going to be bleak some days are going to be fine it's like a roller coaster basically because you're dealing with you're dealing with your emotions your emotions are taking full control of what you're doing like you don't logically be in love it's emotions that's taking over so when the emotions fade then it's like, oh, this person is not that perfect. But it depends how you react to it. If the person is not perfect, then 
you have to figure out a way to work with that person. That's why it's better to be spiritually and romantically and all all that in com- have that in common with the person, with your partner. Because looks are going to fade. Looks are definitely going to fade. So you can't be like, oh, I need to, like, my girl need to be hot and all that. My girl need to be sexy. No, no. Y'all got to have the same morals, have the same moral compass, have the same ideals, stuff like that, have the same hobbies. Because looks are going to fade and you're not always going to want to have sex with your, <laughs> with your, with your, partner because you know they don't look attractive that much so in order to have a relationship to grow old like to grow in an old age with is you have to ha- maintain the same moral compass same ideas same hobbies like the same things in life and social media really ruined it because it tells people naive people that the person you're going to be with is perfect and you have that expectation that you put upon your partner and it's very unfair because nobody's perfect in the world. Everyone's going to have good days and bad days. And social media tells people that, oh, your relationship is going to be perfect, blah, blah, blah. And people's relationships that they put on social media is more orchestrated, more calculated. They only show the good aspects of the relationship. You will never see the bad aspects. You're never going to see the the bad days of their relationship on social media. They're just putting on the front just to compete with people. Just to get the likes, get the validation. So that's what I think like is a facade. And another way social media ruined love is that there's no privacy really. As soon as things get hard, I tend to see this with girls more than guys. When things get hard, girls run to social media and like say sometimes they air out dirty in laundry or they talk to other dudes online i mean it could be both ways it could be vice versa i don't know but i see this from the outside looking in that girls do this you know you got the beta orbiters beta orbiters of guys who's in the girl's friend zone that just chills and dms her every time and as soon as she says something about oh my relationship is getting hard or like i don't know what to do they literally just come out the woodwork they just appear into reality like hey what's up What's up, baby girl? You don't deserve that guy. Come on. Like, you deserve better. You deserve me. You know what I mean? It'd be like that. And there's no privacy. Like, when there's problems in a relationship, back then, you had to work on it on your own. You have to work on it, like, at home and stuff. And, yeah, there's no privacy. So, so far, the two points are there's a facade and there's no privacy. And that's the main reason why social media really ruined dating ruined love if you will i know it might be a hyperbolic statement but that's what i think so you know how technology is having a really 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 progressive time going on it's like a lot of technologies being born every single day for lack of a better term everything is very progressing and from like right now you got a lot of dating apps that you could just run through you got hinge you got um tinder you got bumble Plenty of fish. You know, for certain people, you got grinder. <laughs> but there's a lot of apps you got now, and it's weird. It's very convenient, but there's always a double-edged sword when it comes to convenience. That's why everyone is on dating apps. Everybody and their moms is on dating apps, and I think that really ruined love too. It ruined the aspect of dating and love because one, dating apps mess up 
SMV. What is SMV, you ask? Well, according to Rolo Tomasi, the author of um, The Rational Mill, I read like half of that book. It's pretty good. It's a dating, ass, dating coach type guy, red pill dating coach. He talks about SMV, sexual market value or sexual marketplace, however you want to put it in which context. So what that means, it's like an ecosystem in a dating world. You say on both sides, you got women and men. Or same sex relationships, whoever I'm, I'm talking about, like in this context, I'm talking about men and women, though, heterosexual thing. So got men and women. Um, say like a guy who's rated a five would go after a girl who's rated a five and they will go after each other because they're the same market value. Like a dude that's like a seven will pair with a girl that's like a seven or eight. One of those in that range. A 10 will go at a 10, a 1 will go to 1, a 4 will go to 4, 2 will go to 2. So it's like a very horizontal, cohesive ecosystem in terms of dating in the real world. So why did dating apps ruin that? They threw a monkey wrench into the SMV one. Because back then, a lot of women and men were limited, had limited options. They were only lim- they were limited to whoever is in their area, their physical area. This is before cell phones and technology. You actually had to go outside and meet people or have the same friend group or just go out and about and you meet people there. And you were only limited to a place where you're physically at. That's literally your limitations back then in terms of attracting a mate. But now... Since we have all this technology and the world became so close, men and women have access to the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever from all around the world. And they don't have to physically be there. So in terms of like women, they don't have to go for like, say if they're a five, they don't have to go for a five because they have access to a man that's a 10 that's around the world that will show her some affection or attraction. So, like, the, all the women from from scale 1 to 10 would shoot for the top 10% guy, which is, like, the 10 or the 9. And for guys, our attraction is not just looks. As a man, our attraction is, say, our wisdom, our resources, our, our status, and, like, say, in our, in our, like, our physical body, if you know what I mean. So, our look. So our looks, money, status, and our just our age itself. Because men, because a lot of girls like older men for that reason. So that's our value. So they go for the top 10% men. So all of the women go for the 10s and 9s, leaving the rest of the guys just there. And they don't go for it. They don't go for anything. So it's not equal. It's not a balanced yin and yang ecosystem. It's like if you take away the, like I said this example before, but if you take away the deer from the forest, or if you take away the wolves from the forest, the deer will overpopulate and eat all the fo- eat all the grass and stuff and ruin the forest ecosystem, ruining it, ruin the um, plants and stuff for the other animals and insects and stuff. It throw off the balance, so it has to be equal and equal. 
equilibrium, if you will. And this applies to the dating world. Uh, another reason why dating apps ruin love is women only seek validation. What is validation, Headley? Well, validation, I don't, I can't really explain what validation is in this context. Basically, it's like showing attention or making her, making, making himself feel good. That's what validation is. So women, women's validation is more getting attention because women could easily get sex. Yeah, that's just how it is. They're the gatekeepers. So they want to get attention. And men want validation too, but it's different. It's a lot more different. So a woman will have like a lot of Tinder matches or whatever, and she wouldn't talk to any of them while they try to spit game to her. She's getting all the validation without giving you any attention. You as the man. So... Like, you know how, this is what my guy is speaking. This is what my guy is. So, y'all know when you did, when a girl likes you on Tinder and stuff, and you match back and you say, hey, and they don't answer you, even though they liked you first? <laughs> that always happens to me. And I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm an ugly dude. I'm not, I'm not bad looking. And that's just weird. And I realized that it was just validation. Because if a girl could get validation out of you, easily like that she wouldn't want to date you she, you got to make a woman work for it work for that validation if you know what i'm saying this is just me as a man speaking i don't think like a woman i i understand what why they think it like think like that but i don't think like them and i'm not trying to like bash women over this that's that's just how we evolved as people because of technology and one other reason why dating apps ruin love is because men rely on dating apps too much and they don't work on their game, you know? They don't go outside and speak to women and stuff like that. Say, for instance, if I'm a basketball player and I only shoot threes, I'm a spot-up shooter, and I never work on my crossovers to get to the hole, then I'm, never, I'm not going to be a complete basketball player. I'm never going to be good because all I know how to do is shoot and I don't know how to dribble. Same goes for online dating. If the only thing you know how to do is text a woman on Tinder or Hinge, you're not going to have the confidence to walk up to a girl on the street and spit game and introduce yourself and stuff like that. You'll be afraid to have a conversation. And I think it's hindering a man's growth if they just rely on that type of thing, on dating apps. Another reason why dating apps ruin love is men become simps. It becomes simps, yes. What is a simp, you might ask? A simp is a person, a man who puts a woman, who puts himself in a subservient position to a woman to appease her, to hopefully get sex from her. That's what a simp is. So it's like self-deprecating type thing a simp goes through. So a dude hop through hoops to get with a girl on dating apps. You have to do, like, basically... The w type in hey, like hey, doesn't do anything. You gotta jump through hoops. You gotta do a matching trick to get a girl's attention. You gotta do some stuff. And that's what sucks. A lot of simps on those olden fans and stuff, and that's pretty weird. Like, nah. Nah. <laughs> and it becomes simps. Like, men don't have self-respect. They lose that self-respect 
because they had to like jump through hoops to get some, if you know what I mean. So those are the reasons why dating dating apps ruin love. Just to recap, the reasons are messes up SMV, it women seek validation, men rely on dating apps too much, and men become simps. Those are the reasons. So societies take on relationships. Well, in the society we live in, they say relationships are egalitarian or relationships are equal. They're, for the most case, like women should be put first in a relationship. Like they should have control over the relationship. I might sound like a misogynist to some people, but however, I think different. I don't think men should. I think men should have. I think men should take the lead. I wouldn't say take control. I mean, taking control and taking the lead could be the same thing. But men should be taking the lead in relationship. I'm going to explain that why. I'm going to explain why. Because in this society, men are forced to be docile and subservient. And we're shamed for being a man. What makes a man, not not because you have balls or something, but it's like how you carry yourself. You have testosterone running through your veins. You carry yourself like a man. I can't really explain it, but it's like you have a goal. You want to achieve something. You have, you think logically. You have a setup. You have plans, and you really think stuff through in terms of logic rather than letting your emotions get ahead of you. That's what a man is. And we are ashamed for being that way in this time period because men are, women are, they want women to be men and men to be women, if you really think about it. Because every time you hear a woman speak, you're like, oh, I'm strong, I'm successful, I'm this, I'm that, I don't need no man. But then you have the men, are, the men are shamed for like wanting to do something or wanting to like be a man or if they show, show a sign of aggression, it's deemed to- toxic masculinity and like or some other buzzwords like misogynist or chauvinist and you see that in work right now like all the the media like say for instance movies in hollywood the female lead will be like a mary sue or be unreal like in the action movies it makes no sense how a woman would be a lead in an action movie beating up different men like saying harley quinn that harley quinn movie like it's cool it's a cool looking movie and stuff i enjoyed it but it's unrealistic like a skinny woman beating up a bunch of grown men. Like, no, in reality, it would never work like that. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be chauvinistic. It's like, literally, that's how re- that's how reality is. And men are, and men today are like, being fed soy and stuff. Soy is phytoestrogen, if, for those who don't know. It's really bad for men. So you got a lot of soy boys out here becoming feminists. And they're either doing that because they're so weak or they're just doing that because they're just trying to get laid and that's the only way they know how to because they have no game but i digress in terms of a relationship a man should lead because a leader is like a masculine trait and it's very healthy to a relationship i think if you if the woman can be feminine and a man could be masculine it's more of a yin and yang it's a good like a good dichotomy and not that's not a it's not a good word it's a good duo if you will for lack of a better terms like in a relationship 
a man will lead, a woman will gladly follow if if it was the right man. That's what I think. Like you should lead, have the plan, have the man should lead, have the plan, think logically, and the woman will think emotionally because that's just how we're designed. Because back in the day, in the, in the caveman days, men had to go outside and plan to take down a woolly mammoth while the women stayed at home and took care of the kids and took like picked berries and stuff. That's just how it was. That's how the dike. That's how it was. And I think the same thing should be done now. Like men should lead. They're leaders. We're leaders. That's a masculine trait. And say, for instance, if you say, for instance, if you um, if a man, if you observe a man in a woman's relationship, if the man is like more subservient, more of a pushover, more of a feminist i guess you could tell the woman doesn't respect him for that because if the man turns feminine the woman has no choice but to wear the pants in a relationship or become like more masculine and a woman don't want to be masculine because it goes against her nature it goes against it so it's like a cognitive dissonance and then she will hate the man for being the for being a no spine scrawny dude because if push comes to shove he won't be able to defend the family because let's let's be real. Like call me a misogynist or whatever, but if a bump in the night happens, if me and my wife is chilling and she's like one of those like, Oh, I'm I'm a strong woman, I'm a strong woman. If a bump in the night happens, someone's outside breaking into the house, she's gonna send she's gonna want me to come and go and check it out. I mean, I'll gladly check it out, that's what I gotta do. But she will say, Oh, no, no, you gotta go. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, you're equal, baby. You got to go with me. <laughs> that's how it is. But that's how, that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be that dynamic, if you will. And you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't be afraid to be a man. And I think it's important. We're lacking men this day and age, like strong men, due to, like, the indoctrination on TV and the soy consumption. Because every dude's, like, hooked on soy milk, and that's really bad for your health. But that's society's takes on takes on relationships and stuff like that. And I have a few questions from our loyal viewers. If I could pull it up right now. And there's some questions about love that I could give my best answer to. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my take on it. These are not necessarily the right answers. You could take it however you want to take it. But these are what I believe to be right answers. And I'm not gonna say the names of people. But here it is. One viewer. All right. Here's a question for you. My GF, my girlfriend, has repeatedly brought up that I'm too independent, that she doesn't feel like I need her as much as she needs me, and that I don't talk about my day or problems as often as she does. I'm not quite sure how to take it all or if any of that requires me to do something to make her feel more needed? Question mark. What am I supposed to do in that case? Is it possible to to be too self-focused in this context? That's a good question. I believe, short answer, just keep doing what you're doing. 
just keep doing what you're doing. Because she she wants you to open up more. Talk about your day and stuff. Talk about all that other stuff. And I'm going to preface my point by saying, like, you should always communicate. Don't act like, don't be coy about whatever. Don't be, like, silent, just silent, strong, silent type. Like, no. Like, communicate. However, when she says you're too independent, I think she, I think she likes that. If you're too, like, you don't want to be too dependent. Because it seems like, th- like, this guy who said this question, I know him personally. He's a very intelligent guy. He's a hardworking guy. He's trying to get into, like, the medical field, such as, I think, psychology. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's trying to be, get into the psychology field. He's working his tail off. He's a musician as well. So he's involved with his church. And he's, like, I think he's an artist, too. He's a, he draws, too. So he's doing a lot of things. And he's a very, like, focused guy. He can be quirky at times, but he's a focused guy. And that's my guy right there. But you should always put your goals first, your relationships second. I know this might be controversial, but always put your goals first. So always try to go for what you want first. Because I think that attracts more women if you're like that. If you put your own life first, put your own thing first then she's going to want to be a part of your life even more. She wants she's going to be more attracted to that because you have a purpose in life and that's and that's a very masculine thing. Like I mean everyone should have a purpose in life, but like if you're going about it actively with like a horse with blinders, like that that looks more attractive. And I think she's just saying it as a test to be honest. I think it's a test to see what you'll do. And you should always just Keep doing what you're doing. Like, tell her if she asks you how your day is going, just tell you tell her your day is going good. You could go into detail if you want. Like, say if you're having a bad day and she asks you why you're having a bad day, just explain why and then tell her that you're gonna solve it or you're not gonna let it get to your head. You're gonna solve it, something like that. And I think you should you shouldn't be like you shouldn't give off the notion that you need her. You shouldn't. You should go on about your life. Like, go forward and try to achieve your goals. Have her as a secondary person. Or have her as someone that's bringing more value to your life. Because I don't, I don't think about that. Oh, I, this relationship, I need it. I need it. Like, no, no, no. You don't need You don't need it. So don't do anything that makes her feel needed. Just keep doing what you're doing. She'll, she'll respect you for your grind. Or respect you for your, for your hard work. And she'll want to stay with you even more. Because you have that drive. And, like, too much of anything is bad for you, too. Like, don't be, don't just ignore her. Like, don't do that. But, like, just keep your priorities straight first. Then, like, whatever. And she doesn't feel like she need, I need her as much as she needs me. Yeah, just keep it that way. Just keep doing what you're doing. Because I, I think it's a test, if I'm not mistaken. Because I've dealt with women. I'm not. I'm not talking out my behind here. Like, I've dealt with women, too. I've had, like, relationships as well. And I was dating this one girl. And re- everything was going fine. And as soon as I opened up and, like, tried to go for a relationship or try to, like, reveal my feelings or what else? Reveal my feelings or make myself vulnerable, as they say. That's when they all run for the hills. <laughs> It seems like a paradox. Like every time I 
every time every time I stop what I'm doing to pursue a girl and pursue a relationship, they don't want anything to do with me. But when I'm doing something, when I have my mind on something, and they come through, that's when they like it the most. I don't know. It's something I figured in my time. But yeah, just d- keep doing what you're doing. She'll respect you for not folding and grinding, you know? But keep the communication strong. And another question is from my other friend. He he didn't really write down a question for me. He just told me, like, a verbal question. He said, why is it that when a woman's unhappy, the relationship ends? Or, like, why does a relationship based on, like, if the woman's happy or not? Short answer is we're just taught that we have to put the women above us as men. Like, we're taught we have to, like, compromise. Not compromise, but put the needs of a woman before our needs and stuff. I mean, it's cool in theory. Like, on on paper, that's a cool thing because you compromise and you work together. But I've seen a lot of relationships end because the woman wasn't happy. She wants to divorce. She wants to separate and stuff. It's not always the case, but I see it a lot. In my own life, I see it too. <laughs> I'm not going to get into details, but in my own life, I see it. And that's what creates simps. It's because in media, like I said, in Hollywood, in all the other mediums, we're taught that we have to be a simp to appease a woman. Like, if we appease women, we get something, but we don't. It's the dudes, that's why women like the bad boys. They put themselves first. The bad boys put themselves first. The women's like, oh my gosh, Tyrone is so, so bad. Oh my gosh. It's stuff like that. But, yeah, that's. I can't really elaborate more on it. It's just we're taught that that was the case, that we had to do make a relationship dynamic based off of that. And that is why a relationship is based on whether a woman's happy or not. So I hope that answers y'all questions, stuff like that. And on, no, in conclusion, that's what I think about love. That's what love is. That's how love, that's how marriage is. That's how social media and dating has ruined love. And that's just like what I think about love and society's takes on love and relationships. And if y'all have any questions about anything, Y'all can email me at dheadley1984 at gmail.com. Like on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, it's Headley's View, period, in between the Headley and the View. Headley's in the View. I can put it in the description. On Instagram, I'll put out, like, pr- like different episodes. I would, like, put out a post saying that I'm going to be making this episode about this topic. And then you could submit a question or submit anything. I don't really care. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. This is the Headley's View. Coming to you live.